Podcast. I'm Brutus. And I'm Cletus. Welcome to the Two Dogs Howling Under One Moon Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2, and I'm Cletus, and I'm joined by my ever-wonderful and beautiful and ever-so-crazy co-host, that is Brutus. Brutus. So, we have been doing some research into our analytics of our audience, and we've discovered we have some friends from the land down under. You came from the land down under? Okay, uh, we don't own the copyright to that music, so I'll stop. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, do anticipate this podcast episode to be full of uh, jokes at your guys's, I don't want to say expense, but horrible renditions of accents and a lot of like renditions of uh, the land down under. I would like to uh, also say that... We'll be, uh, we'd like to send our condolences to everyone affected by the wildfires down in Australia. Because um, we know that's literally a shitty situation. Um, but hopefully this podcast brings you some fun humor. Poor, kangaroo, poor kangaroo Jack. Yes, yes. Good old Kangaroo Jack. And the koalas. Yes. Did you hear that the, uh, now I can't remember the animal. They're letting animals down. They're, this animal that digs burrows under the ground was that's usually ter- super territorial. Was allowing uh, other species into its thing because it's fireproof because they dig down so far. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I know. It's one of those things. Also, I think it's wombats that uh, they poop squares. I. I'm that's pretty amazing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for our friends in the land down under, please contact us because we're very curious to know how you heard about our podcast. Or uh, where you guys are from. Uh, on our analytics side, it says you're in uh, the southern region, I believe, of uh, Australia, um, which cool. Um if, if I look, it says your Victoria Richmond area. Um, Sounds like Virginia to me. Australia, Victoria, and the city of Richmond, supposedly. That's pretty cool. Um, but we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys just go to anchor.fm slash Cletus dash Brutus, and you guys can go. You can click on the little icon that says leave a message. And you guys can leave a message. And we might, we can even put that into the podcast so you can hear your beautiful voice over my beautiful voice. And or uh, I think they can do something like that in Apple Podcasts too, can't they? Uh, they can leave a review uh, on all the plat- major platforms, I believe. We are on eight major platforms. I mean... We are on Anchor, obviously. That's who sponsors this podcast. Um, Anchor, we love you. Yeah, we do. Uh, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Um, we are trying to get onto Castbox and Stitcher currently, uh, and then. Hopefully, if we get enough fans of you guys, hopefully we'll get put on and brought into uh, the great world that is iHeartRadio. 
What about Sirius XM? All right, we're. I don't want to say that you know we're not that good yet, but you know I'd like to think that we're getting there. <laughs> um, Sound is better. I mean, I mean we we need to pick up a really big corporate sponsor, <coughs> Texas Roadhouse. Please sponsor us, um, <laughs> or you know something like that uh, to help us get to that point. I think. Um, I think I told you earlier this week. I started following them on Twitter. Yeah, you better watch out. He's gonna start tweeting at you guys. Like, hey, we mentioned you guys at whatever time stamp we are right here. <laughs> and um, or primarily, you guys need a. If you guys want, I could literally. I'm sitting. Don't even have the menu pulled up. We could give you our exact orders that we get every single time that we go to Texas Roadhouse. There's three of us that go, and I can definitely... I can tell you everyone's order. The one likes to try and change it up, but she, I think I have it hammered down. Well, she likes to change it up. Just as just be- us. Just because we made comments about it always being the same. Like, last time she got broccoli. Like, what the heck? It wasn't even cheesy corn. broccoli. Normally it's cool. I know. Or sometimes she gets a salad. We don't talk about those days. Those are the dark days. <laughs> dark days of summer? Now, speaking dark. speaking of dark things, the, it's Groundhog's Day. And the Groundhog did not see his shadow, so we are good. That means that there is n- it's going to be a short winter. There's not going to be six extra weeks of winter. Because we rely on a rodent to tell us if there's going to be more winter or not rely on, on rodents for a lot of things and the black still, plague well and then I still send coronavirus messages. oh and then I still send messages via pigeon <laughs> dude I want to get carrier pigeon Feel, think about the security implementation implementations of carrier pigeons Not even, well you could get a peregrine falcon because they do the same thing sold you think the boss is going to let us get peregrine falcons and by boss, he doesn't mean me. He means uh, Mr. The real boss. The real boss. No. Actually, there's two bosses you got to satisfy. Uh, the accountant that is for the business and the big boss, which they both have more power than me. Well, I think the two, we could, like, get a cute, like, a baby peregrine falcon and go, look, he's so cute. And then, like, hold him up and then, like, secretly, like, I mean, a rat. I mean, we've slowly gotten the big boss into allowing you to live in a van down by the river. So <laughs> that took a lot of work. <laughs> Speaking of just a lot of work, um, event security—it's a lot of work. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. It's also o two o two twenty twenty, which is a palindrome. It's the same forwards and backwards. Crazy. A lot of things happening today. And the next one will be 030303. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. 03. No, it's 03033030. Okay, fine. However <laughs> you want to look at it. It's the same thing. I'm uh, I'm definitely going to be alive for that. Why? It's... I'm a wizard. You're, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? Yup. <laughs> uh, wiz- I'm going to upload my brain into uh, the cloud. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna become a cyborg. I'm gonna upload my consciousness to a computer. Um since it is Super Bowl Sunday for our friends in the land down under, it's just Monday. It is Monday, because Super Bowl isn't super relevant. They are really good at rugby though. 
Yeah, but they're not. The Super Bowl is not relevant to them because they don't. They might actually. It might be because the punter for the Forty Niners is was a rugby player in Australia. Mm. But anyway, I'm saying that it's not real. They don't. I'm a Forty Niners fan, by the way. They don't classify it as football. True. Kind of like how internationally football is soccer to us. Correct. Even though it's football. 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 Uh, uh, let me try. Let me try it for for our friends down under. Football? No, no, that was terrible. That, I told you it was going to be terrible. I didn't make any promises it was going to be good. Have you ever thought about maybe with Britain leaving the EU, they're just turning themselves into Australia Part Two because they sent all the criminals down to Australia. Yeah, so technically, Britain is now its own penal colony of the European Union? No, because that means in order for that to happen, France would be have to be sell- sending its prisoners to Britain. They already send their, like, trash. What? Like, seriously. They I ship th- their, like, trash. I think it's the other way around. Great Britain sends their trash to France. Because that would make well, more sense. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. Or is it just going to be a re- revival of like real life Johnny English? I like to think it's going to be like John Johnny English and Austin, Austin Powers combined into one, and that's going to be the new world we live in. That's a world I'm okay with. And but you got to think about it like this. Think about it as a. Uh, a world where Mr. Evil or Dr. Evil is uh, actually uh, global warming and that's actually that I feel like explains the whole entire world right now is that because he has sharks with laser beams we come to my number two man his name number two anyway yeah, I that love should be this. my nickname in the office when we get an office number, number two Number two. Number two. Okay. Because of my number twos. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway. We don't want to talk about the battle shits today? No. We're not going to talk about our expedition to Walmart because we couldn't make it all the way back to the recording studio without stopping after going to eat this for lunch. We had a warm-up for the food today, all right? Let's just put it in yeah, that's perspective. True. That's true. So... Anyway, we're going to talk about event security. Now, with the Super Bowl going on, really big thing that uh, is always talked about is sex trafficking, which sex trafficking is a bad thing when it's described correctly. Sex trafficking, by what I mean, is people that are kidnapped and sold into sex trafficking. But sex work, I don't speak for anybody else, just myself, sex work is real work if you are a guy gal whatever you identify as whatever and you want to sell your body to get money do it so you're saying ethical hooker plus or minus a few pc comments yeah um (laughs) i mean like like i mean if you can make four grand a month off of a 
selling pictures to thirsty dudes online. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there's a guy market out there. I mean, no, there is a guy market. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying like people criminalize sex work, like hacking or pen testing or like what what our whole entire the security industry like what we do is based off of we're both criminalized because that's why i was asking about the ethical hooker yeah yeah because we're ethical hackers we're a big thing of what we do is we social engineer our way into bad places good places for us but like legally legally socially engineer our way into places and when somebody, when you tell somebody that, they're like, oh, no, that's so bad. If you can do it, somebody else can do it. Yeah, well, we're trying to fix that thing. We're not trying to corporate espionage you right now. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go sell your information. If I'm not going to go sell Coca-Cola's inform, like, information to Pepsi on how Coke's made. Like, not grant, granted, neither of those are real clients that I have, but, you know, like... Although we're not going to complain if you guys want to reach out to us. Contact at taminer.org. Anyway. That's how our friends in the land down under can contact us too. They can. Or they could also just leave a nice voice message. If they go to anchor.fm slash Cletus dash Brutus. They leave a... They click on the little icon and then click the uh, message thing. And then they're able to uh, record a message and have their beautiful voice on there. I mean, I totally would be open for an Australian person as well to try and do a really shitty American accent because I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> let's make it happen. <laughs> so, if you're if you're our friends from the land down under, um. Let us know. They, they could also tweet me. You could also, yes, you could also tweet Brutus on Twitter at uh, Thoughts, Thoughts, Thoughts Brutus. Brutus. That's again, Thoughts Brutus. Or you can tweet at me as well. Uh, and that is always a minor uh, on Twitter. Uh, again, that's always a minor. So with uh, that's two L's. Because. Um, you know, when I made that handle a long time ago, I couldn't spell it. I can't, still can't spell, so that's what spell checks for. The sad part is neither one of us can spell. I'm not no. sure Brutus is spelled right on my Twitter handle. No, I think it's fine. It's close enough. Close enough for government work. That's our philosophy, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, on so a personal it, level, not on a professional level. Yeah, just yeah. Clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, going back into event security... Um, what do you think is the biggest issue in event security? Well, I, I already know because we've talked about this. Yeah, I mean, and it's called uh, setting up the podcast so we can get going. Okay, yeah. Okay. So the Go. answer for everybody is the family restroom. Not having... Because you legally, obviously, for re- legal reasons, can't post a camera in a family restroom. However, you can post it outside the door and watch who goes in and out of that door. Well, this is for multiple reasons. Uh, one of the big reasons is is actually sex trafficking. <laughs> Crazy thing. Um, no, but the bad kind where somebody theoretically kidnaps somebody and 
and or passes a kid off or somebody and to the to that room the restroom they go in there and they have an extra set of clothes because so that way you can throw it on you never know but there is ways to combat this um i know Bruce has some ideas that we share we share this with our clients a lot actually but um uh, so one of the things you working event security you quickly learn with the whole code adam thing is that so would be kidnappers of children and child molestators that are going to kidnap and steal children is that they are um they can kind of guess at a seven-year-old's uh body size and get the appropriate clothes but you can't get and i've i've even tried doing this with multiple people and i've tried doing it personally like going into a shoe section of like walmart or ross or wherever and trying to guess shoe sizes without looking at the box and i get it wrong every single time well shoes are a hard thing to guess because each brand's different everything's different right exactly um but like you know <laughs> like i gotta finish my thought here okay I'm go forget. go um so the big thing there is that you um they can't guess they can't get the right shoes so they leave the shoes so typically if somebody's kidnapping a kid they're gonna change their or change their clothes which is enough to fool everybody else but to quote or kind of make reference to forrest gump about looking at everybody's shoes to see where they're going the shoes are going to give it away. So my advice for parents out there who have young kids to go into these um, large venues, movie theaters, arenas. Um, Any place that's a large social gathering place. That's um, open to the public. That's open to the public. Uh, memorize, take pictures of what your kids look like with their shoes on. I mean, you already want to put, you already we already know let's say you're going to we're going to go see shrek on ice that would be lit okay we're going to go see i don't know i feel like it is a thing though okay um going to shrek on ice you already posted all these pictures on facebook anyway so take a full body picture anyway little joey's going to see shrek on ice and he's standing in front of the arena like with his fake shrek ears like i mean and or just literally just quickly take a picture of their shoes that make it like a distinctive mark on the shoes and we get it some kids like they they could be going to a very professional gathering and you could put them put them in a nice polo and some pants but they're definitely going to be wearing like power ranger light-up shoes like it's a guarantee 100 percent of the time i'm disappointed i can't get light-up shoes uh primarily for foot changes i want to get them like red and blue so that I mean that would have been great. Yeah. Especially when I was having to deal with people that would try and do that all the time. I needed it on the ship. But uh, the only way you can do it is, is if you're chasing after and going woo woo woo. <laughs> the noise is implied. Duh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. So. The. Uh, in the background right now, we have uh, the Super Bowl pregame stuff, and Pitbull just came on, and I can uh, I can quote his whole entire song for you guys right now. Uh, it's going to have at least one Mr. Worldwide, um, and it's also going to be, he's going to say uno, dos, tres, or he's going to say one, two, three, and then he's going to list some Latin American country. 
Every Pitbull song right there. <laughs> we might have to turn this off while we're doing this. No, we're good. We're good. All right. Anyway, focus, focus. Um, anyway, so back to event security stuff. So the family restroom is a big, big thing. Again, like we said, don't put cameras in the bathroom. But have something facing that door because it has to have a door on it for ADA reasons. Well, just general privacy reasons. Well, yeah, and it's it's a one-holer, so. I really hate one-holers. Yeah, don't get me started. We had this whole entire conversation in the car earlier. Uh, the, boss, the sad part is, is the boss was laughing at us. Yeah, and then the boss got mad because. She left us unsupervised in the store after telling us to get chocolate. Hey, but I got her chocolate, so. That's all that matters. Exactly. So, going back to event security, I mean, most people don't realize this. So, like, the Super Bowl. When you think about the Super Bowl, uh, who do you think the large security, who's who's in charge of security? Uh, FBI. Uh, wrong. Try again. Obviously, you know because we've talked about this, but I appreciate the <laughs> playing dumb. Yeah, exactly. You just want me to give it away or still no, play I dumb? No, try again. Play dumb. Gotcha. Uh, since it's in Miami this year, so Miami Dade Police Department? Wrong. Try again. Is it a local agency? No. So it's federal. Did I say that? Because local, does that mean state? Or does that just mean local area? It could mean both. Obviously, if it's in Miami-Dade, it's not obviously Miami-Dade Police Department. Correct. So, let's go to the county. How about the county sheriff? No, it is not. All right, you can stop playing stupid now. Okay, it's the Secret Service. Wow, how'd you know? (laughs) Magic of Google. <laughs> no, uh, but for large-scale events like the Super Bowl, um, any of that type of stuff is actually covered by the Secret Service, which is really crazy because the Secret Service, most people think, oh, they protect the president, like Mr. President or anybody else of like an authority power. But they actually, like, they do a lot of weird things that most people don't realize, like counterfeiting. They're the ones that investigate counterfeiting and that type of stuff, which is cool when you really think about it. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that whole entire thing. Oh, t- I was going to talk about how at a large scale event, you don't you when you're setting up the event security. Play dumb again, okay? Ready? Do you want to have multiple little substations, or do you want to have a unified command center? substations oh what yes because that's such a great idea no it's unified <laughs> it's unified <laughs> why do, why is unified better i won't make you sound stupid now uh i'm gonna do this on my own <laughs> <laughs> it primarily because it's everything flows through one person or well multiple people but with the same policies and procedures and boom life's good so if you have one person in charge it's easier to transfer and send out people to do exactly what you want to do which in this case would be secret service but using a real world situation this may be hard for some people to hear 
But if you guys don't know this, but the New York Fire Department and the New York Police Department don't like each other. Like, they take the whole firefighter, police officer, like, battle royale type thing to heart. And during 9-11, the police and the fire department refused to have a joint command center. And so the fire department decided to move. And where they decided to move to is where the building collapsed onto. Because they didn't want to be with the police department. Which, in hindsight, is always twenty twenty. But, like, when you think about it like that, you're like, man, you really... It, th- also think about all this. The big reason why it's important is because there's police officers going up the stairs. There was firefighters, and they weren't able to communicate with each other. So in, like, a crisis situation, or it really any large event situation, you want to have a joint task force that knows everyone. So that way, if you have somebody that's having an asthma attack, and somebody finds them or whatever happens, you know, do you have EMTs on site? Is there police department here? Like, what... Is there medical staff on duty? Like, you, you need to be able to... Having these multiple different things that don't communicate very well is a big issue. I also think it's uh, vitally, vitally important for... Um, if you're hosting, a, like, a large venue, meeting area, that if it is, like, a sporting event of any kind, 100% there needs to be EMTs on site. Regardless I, if... There's I don't care. I don't care if it is. I don't now. care if it is pee wee hockey. Or roller roller derby or like these small scale things. Um, an elementary school dodgeball game, like something like that. If there's gonna be, phys- to be honest, if it's any event, you should have really some medical staff on duty anyway because it saves you in the long run but we're gonna be there and awkward 911 calls yes exactly because it's like calling wolf wolf i was expecting you to make some comment not just wolf but all right are you talking about (laughs) office comment are you talking something else no i was just saying like calling like calling wolf like it's not gonna happen i was kind of hoping you'd make a comment about your almond joy like uh, you, oh you oh. won't do anything you won't do oh, anything oh, yes. and then yes so you have to prove a we, point we can do that at the end because we're getting sidetracked all right so so anyway uh if you call them too many times they're not gonna want to show up and i mean i don't know about you but i'd want them to actually show up when something bad happens um, as well as, I mean, knowing, having medical stations, if you're going to have it labeled that you have this giant sign that says like EMT or nurse or whatever, that there's somebody actually in it, staffing it. Yeah. And yeah, because I know and you should have it clearly labeled as well. Like it should, if you have it, label it. If you don't have it, why are you labeling it? Right. Very much so. Um, Jackson, quit watching the TV. Just because there's cheerleaders on the TV doesn't mean you need to watch it. I told you the only reason why I'm watching today is wardrobe malfunction commercials and the food. True. 
Uh, anyway, back to the podcast. Uh, so we kind of have experience with multiple styles of sports, I would say, or not even really sports, I should say, like... Which is funny for the one guy who doesn't like sports. He's not a big sports guy. That's why if you were to hire, like, us, per se, I'll come in at it from a fan's view, and he'll come in at it from an executive's view, and it works really good for us. And then, like, like that's why the event centers and arenas and entertainment venues is my cup of tea. And then his is logistics hubs because he sees a plane and he goes crazy. So it, he's coming in from, like, a pilot slash... Uh, I'm like the puppy who yeah. has to go for a car ride. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. Trust me, I even have to roll down the window for him in the car so he can stick his head out. Um, I've barked at a few cars. <laughs> you have, especially when there's another dog. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't bark back typically. It kind of depresses me. <laughs> yeah. they don't, I don't think they understand your accent. Is it because I'm from a land down under? <laughs> there you go. Sorry. I, Long time <laughs> without a land down under jokes, folks, so uh, it was due. <laughs> so um, I guess kind of going back into that, that's why we, that's how we go into a situation up in an objective manner. So kind of going into a large entertainment venue or something, um, one of the places that has large entertainment value, I would say, is Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've been to Las Vegas, and I definitely, like, watching and experiencing going into places, for I the mean, most part, they're the one place that does it pretty well, given yeah. the circumstances they're trying to work with. Well, I agree. I agree. And I think they there's a lot people can learn from the casino industry in general, gambling industry in general. Um which is its own subset. There's professionals out there that just focus on that type of stuff. Um, but there's a lot of things that... And we break from this regular scheduled podcast to hear from our sponsor. And now to our sponsor. <laughs> Large-scale sporting things, I feel like, can learn from casinos i mean they're dealing with millions and millions of dollars per day i mean i i would not surprise me if they're also probably dealing with alcohol and drugs and with law enforcement being alcohol alcohol drugs uh probably some level of sex trafficking yep yep especially in las vegas well yeah but i guess what i'm trying to say is is if like i don't know how much mgm or caesar's or whatever they make per day through all their establishments just in on the strip in Las Vegas but i would i would not be surprised if it they were pushing two bs easily if not more if not more per day of just mo- straight money flow i'm yeah. just count, i'm just talking gambling i'm not talking rooms or anything yeah and they um but then you also which room to- security ho- hospitality security is a completely different thing too and then after the whole mandalay bay shooting thing yeah, it's kind of definitely changed um, their policy on things. Which, I mean, I I'm not a big gambler, not a really big drinker either. Um, Neither thanks, am I. Thanks, Army, for uh, 
messing up my liver. Thank but you, Navy, for the same. But um, I do like going to Vegas because I like the atmosphere. Um, I get mad if I like only take out a hundred bucks, and I get mad if I lose twenty dollars of it. You know, type of thing. And I only play like on dollar blackjack or like dollar roulette type things. You know, I just like going to shows. I do too. Um, I rather go to a show than. Gamble. Which brings me to my next thing. Is that is put on in a theater or in an entertainment venue? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'm not saying it's a question. Like it's put on in one of those two places, type of thing. But one could but, be. I, no, it, I would say it's a good question because you could argue: uh, is an entertainment can an entertainment venue be classified as a theater? Can a theater be classified as an entertainment venue? I think think about it like this: is how I think about it. Personally, they are both considered large gathering areas. Right, if we're going to step further than that back, yes. Yes. But, personally, I think I, what I think of when I think entertainment venue is sitting on at least three of the four sides. Seating on three of the four sides? Like a horseshoe type thing where they're in the, they're in the center. Yeah, that would be like most theaters. Okay, let me maybe put this a different way. And then there's over like 5,000 seats. And you don't think there's theaters with over 5,000 seats? No, I do think that there's theaters, but those would be considered entertainment venues. But why isn't it a theater in general, a movie theater? It's like square squares are uh, rectangles, but rectangles are not squares. Well, if some of us pass math... I'm saying that that analogy would be excellent. That all theaters are entertainment venues, but not all entertainment venues are theaters. That's a fair, that's what I was trying to get you to say. You're welcome. <laughs> but no, what I, I guess what I'm saying is is they're filling up multiple venues every night for different shows. Sure. Some shows ranging from only probably 3,500 people to shows like probably Cirque du Soleil probably brings in about 10 I would assume depending depending upon the size depending on the size of the theater that they're in entertainment or, or is that in an entertainment venue entertainment venue we're gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep harping on this whole entertainment venue with you on this so I'm gonna say anytime you say theater I'm gonna say entertainment venue Roger Dodger anyway the they the amount of security that goes into just putting on one of those events every month just one at a regular small scale venue and they're doing it every single day yeah but they they also to a certain degree don't they have the colleges up in Vegas kind of like in Hawaii they have it set aside they have degrees like hospitality and things like that well, yeah, I mean, they always have that type of stuff. I mean, you look at any place like that, like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there's one bad thing that happens. Mandalay Bay, horrible thing that happened. They changed their security to adjust for certain things, right? In the whole entire, like, situation. But there's a, you don't hear of other things happening in Las Vegas, per se, on the strip dealing with... I think 
that's just because they're not as big newsworthy as Mandible Bay was. Uh, so I also I would also argue that there are two types of security, and most security falls into the one, which is the retroactive or reactive version instead of being proactive. Well, I mean that's any security anywhere. All I what I'm trying to say is they've turned themselves into a proactive approach and not a reactive re- approach, and I feel like a lot of the... Same with the airline industry. Exactly. I feel like a lot of the... Anywhere, for to be completely honest, but entertainment venues, large-scale establishment, I mean, MGM and Caesar are mega corporations, so in corporate level. Do you think our friends from Land Down Under call them differently? Like entertainment venues? Yes. Or theaters. Theater? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I was going to try and do an accent, but it was going to be ferocious. <laughs> anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is we can take a lot, learn a lot from the proactive approach and put that into a proactive approach for a lot of the... I guess it's a really good case study for the rest of the world. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, you can't have a 100%. Speaking of logistical nightmares. Um, I don't think you can have a 100% um, uh, brain fart here approach. Uh, not brain fart approach, but a proactive approach without having some level of reactiveness to it. Well, there's security lives by like the 5Ds mentality which is deter, deny, detect, delay. Did I math right? No. Deter, delay, deny, detect. Great, now I'm forgetting the last one. Did you say defer? Defer, there we go. That's the one that I was forgetting. Um, But doing these items... um, The TV's distracting us again, people. Well, I think it's I think it's hilarious that Jeff Gordon is racing uh, Rob Gronkowski, but when I look at it, Rob is so much taller, like a whole head taller than on golf carts on cruise ships. Yes, this makes me want to get back on a ship just a little bit. Dude, speaking of logistical nightmares and large entertainment venues, is a cruise ship considered an entertainment venue? Yes. I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. Why? Because, okay, if you compare what the ship's purpose, mission, is, why it was designed and built, what was the purpose of it, why was a cruise ship, what makes a cruise ship different than an oil tanker? One uh, is doing a job, one is... They both haul people. One is to haul a commodity, while one is to haul people for enjoyment. So entertainment. Yep. I I love how I just was trying to play stupid so that way. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I mean, it's a good. It's a well. Th- it's I think uh, this is how I think. This is how I think of them. Not just not the ports in general, but just as one cruise ship, in general. It's a floating casino. To a certain extent. Well, they, think about it. Casinos have large-scale theaters 
entertainment venues. You should have saw the look that I gave him when I said theaters. But <laughs> they have large entertainment venues or areas. They have food options, sleeping accommodations. And most cruise ships have some sort of gambling. They do. And a pool. Some do, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. So it's a floating casino. It's floating mini Vegas. Vegas Part 2, the Electric Boogaloo? No. No, that's Atlantic City, sorry. <laughs> Vegas Part 2. Uh, floating near you? Ah! <laughs> no, sorry. No, uh, floating. Uh, just floating? If we were to float Vegas. Fair, fair. All right. Anyway. Another thing, event security. Big thing, always a big argument. In-house, out-of-house security. There's pros and cons to both. Depends. That's my answer. It depends. What's going to work best for you? It's all about what the corporate partner wants. Um, yes and no. Well, they're the ones paying the bills, so it's whatever they technically want. But I do know. Let's play devil. Let's let's have a mini little bit here. You can be. You pick a position. I'll pick the other one because I can argue either way. I mean, I can argue either way as well. I, know, that's I mean, what I'm I. Saying, I'm making, making fine. Decisions. I will pick. Corporate makes the final call. No, that's that's like, security. So like I'm, I'm no, I'm saying like corporate makes the call that they want it to be all in house so they can control it. Okay, I'm gonna say you should contract it out. Well, I think you should contract it in so that way you can control who you're hiring. You contract it out because now you're going to use a licensed security guard firm to, and now they're going to be able to send people through training and not, versus if I'm like running a facility and somebody just sends me a basic level bill of what I have to pay for security and I'm getting pretty decent level of security, I'd rather take that versus me now having to shell out the cash to pay for my own people to get the training but I may not be bringing in enough places or people to pay them but it's easier and cheaper for me to pay for the contract security who's going to take care of everything else their own equipment own radios own uniforms own training and it's just all part of the a fee associated with it versus in-house training man I really 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 agree with you like wholeheartedly so this is really hard for me um point one Brutus <laughs> But actually, two points for Brutus for stuff I made earlier. Hey, we get brownies later. Uh, you're on a diet. Remember that much? The gluten-free diet because they're gluten-free brownies. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I. Man, I can think of so many reasons why outside security firm could be better. But I. I'm just going to insert my comment and then I'll argue against myself real quick. Well, it also cuts my R liability because if anything happens, then it falls onto the out contracting company and not the corporate company. But then I can argue this as well. It also increases your liability because you're bringing in an outside source into your company to deal with a large scale phenomena, I guess. True. Um, as well as the an event security 
people that are like security firms I have no way of guaranteeing how much training they have maybe I want more than what they're actually giving I'm not saying that I'm a bad corporation that wants less so how can I I can't ensure that they're getting the amount of training that I want but I can train my own people to the standards that I have fair point but I don't think very many companies actually do that and uh, the other downside to I will admit this the only like one downside to um, contracted security is the fact that um, they don't know the house rules if you're if you're a security that is that is a big issue but as well as I feel like there's are we going to flip sides here for a second? You're going to be the corporate person? No, that was the only thing I could say in the positive light of the corporate because I'm definitely pro-contracted out security. I'm also pro-contracted out security as well. But that doesn't bias our opinions if we're consulting for you. There's there's pros and cons to both. I mean, I if you do not have the monetary funds to... Because depending on how much you want and what you want, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to get that or a lot easier for you to get that with the outside company. It might be easier for you to stay on budget to uh, to uh, contract out to budget or to keep it in-house. Depending, It's all about uh, who and what you're trying to accomplish, and that's why you should have people uh, come look in. It also doesn't matter which side of the coin you are on the flip side of that um, we it doesn't matter which side of it that you come from um, you should have standard operating procedures and which SOPs will probably be referred to from now this point forward to the end of the podcast which we're probably wrap, coming up on but if you're gonna you have to have SOPs procedures policies people somebody to review it i mean i'm not trying to say your general manager or your assistant general manager or your financial department no not finance not really but hr department doesn't know what they're talking about it really should be out if you don't have an in-house security liaison person head of security not just a supervisor i'm not saying some guy that you're paying 15 25 an hour i'm saying a head of security like full-time security for your venue you should out i mean you should outsource somebody to check to make sure that your policies and procedures are good because good policies and procedures you're only as good as it it doesn't matter which side of anywhere you fall on if you don't have good policies or good procedures i don't care if you're contracting out keeping it in-house whatever just trying to run a a venue with a minimal sop which a lot of places have minimal SOPs. Makes it even more difficult because your worker, the workers don't know how to react. Yep, and or because you're only paying minimum wage for that worker, they you're getting bottom of the barrel. Well, if you're paying minimum wage, right? I could work minimum wage checking tickets at a parking garage. That would be really boring, but at the same time, if you're... Yeah. Not, if, there's no rules against like playing on Facebook, watching T 
TV, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Sign well, and, and they're technically considered security guards. True. So that's a lot. You got to think about that parking attendant <laughs> versus versus somebody that's trained. If you pay them a little bit more, you get what you pay for. I mean, that's with everything in the, this world. True. Um, but your your people are only as good as your policies and procedures, and how much the upper management supports them. Yep. And good policies and procedures force upper management to respect them in the first place, I guess. I mean, it's true. Yep. But. So, before we go, we have, um, we, uh, I gotta get back to, we made a comment about some, uh, about some Almond Joys earlier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, I'm gonna start off by saying, I live in a world in little dreamland of no small crime goes unpunished. I.e., if somebody steals a cookie from you, you can pull a prank on said individual. <coughs> so my prime example of this is last week I made some cookies. Some cookies I didn't like or I was willing to share with my roommates. And some I was not willing to share. And I said, here, these are the cookies that I'm willing to share. Put the other cookies that I wanted in the oven. Walked away for a few minutes after I pulled them out of the oven to go deal with some stuff. I come back and I notice one cookie's missing. And then my one roommate... Detective. Detective Brutus on the gig. And then one... So my one roommate squealed on the other roommate that he stole the cookie and basically said, told him, hey, look, you're, you're effed because uh, I'm coming to screw with you. So this weekend, yesterday, I was provided with the prime, prime opportunity to screw with this roommate because he left his door open. And I should also face this with all I threaten to shit on both my roommates bed anytime they make me mad and so it's a sign of endearment so and they have said to me multiple times oh you'll never do it oh you'll never do it so yesterday given there was a prime opportunity to go screw with one roommate I didn't have the time to go to Spencer's to um get fake dog shit and uh so yeah but we had almond joys left over from like halloween so they were already nasty and gross and whatnot and uh they so i decided to microwave them and just so we're clear everybody if you microwave almond joys um and push them together they actually look like literal shit literal shit so if anybody needs to make fake shit, just make sure you mash up the almond joys, but be careful because of the coconut. That's all I gotta say about that. So I placed it on there with a little note that says roommate's name on it and says, uh, basically you steal another cookie from me next time I won't be so nice and put it on a plate. Yeah. And so then as I'm walking out, I'm like, oh, 
so-and-so is so effed because I, uh, you know, and little pronounced to me as my other roommate had recorded me walking out of the room doing that. And then, long story short, he screwed up the video. We did it again, made a phone call, sent it to him. He got all paranoid. He had no idea what we had done to his room. And then when he gets back, he like gets to the threshold of his door and starts looking around like all paranoid, like we booby trapped at the threshold. And not that I just <laughs> made it look like I shit on a plate and put it on his bed. Well, now you have to, uh, now you have to booby trap at the threshold, but make it good enough that they won't notice. True. So now that we got that fun story out of the way uh i'm gonna loop back around and cut this out off at the end so the whole entire thing that we were talking about today was being uh about event and large-scale security and about how security events large-scale security uh large-scale entertainment events not security events i mean technically but uh require you to have a proactive approach to how you're looking at things because if you're proactive literally you're proactive and you're not reacting to everything um, as well as having good standard operating procedures and really good plans of action and how you how are you gonna do what are you gonna do in the event of an emergency and having the ever all these things laid out written down everybody's trained on them will make your life a thousand times easier and i might even be lying to you when i say a thousand times like it could be more yep you couldn't have said it much better but we gotta go because we gotta go through the well i'd like to say shrimp on the barbie but uh i'm allergic to shrimp so we're gonna go we gotta get our snacks all together for the big game exactly which and primarily again watching for commercials the food and wardrobe malfunctions which i am watching it for all of the above plus the actual game uh because i'm a 49ers fan but i'm also kansas city is my second favorite team so it makes life uber difficult and i'm having a small midlife crisis i guess you could say of who do i like more because one's my hometown team, and the other one is the team I've been f- a fan of forever. I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Are we going to do predi- predictions right now at the end of this podcast? My vote's Chiefs. I'm doing 49ers, 34-27. I'm not going to give you a score. Come on. Fine. Uh, let's go Chiefs, 40 uh, 49ers, 35. All right. Well, uh, we will know after this, uh, after the game. And uh going to try and get this uploaded on the palindrome of a day, 02-02-2020. This has been Cletus. And this is Brutus. For Two Dogs Howling Under One Moon podcast. And this was episode two of season two. And we will catch you guys back next week. And hopefully you guys have a fantastic time. And hopefully we hear from our uh, friends down under. (laughs) All right, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. All right, deuces, my gooses.
Hey. 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 Hey, you. You talking to me? No, I'm talking to them. Are you talking to them? Yeah. Did you know that they can leave an audio message for us and that they would be able to steer the conversation and talk and help steer our stupid rants? Ah, oh, shit, man. Like, this is awesome. So everyone should go check out anchor.fm slash Cletus dash Brutus slash message. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Cletus dash Brutus slash message. You guys should go do that right now. Thank you.